0: Welcome to the Relax and Recline podcast. I'm your host Matt Kelly. It's episode 3. Again another different path this, this time again staying away from the the traditional just coaches talking to coaches. As I'm sure I'll get back into that and have a lot more fun with it, but at the same time I wanted to kind of give a the the stories of different people that impact athletics more than just coaches and athletes. Um, so today we'll we'll talk to a uh, assistant director of facilities and recreation um, which you, you don't realize how much of an impact they have on on all the lives of, of everybody on campus not necessarily just student athletes If um, you think of the the student athlete well-being and success stories uh, there's a lot of people who, who come in contact and have an impact and and again this this podcast is about uh, having those people explain their stories and, and kind of give a, a different perspective on things instead of just just coaches and athletes and, and the success stories that people have um, again I hope you enjoy it Hope you listen, and I hope you tell all your friends about it as well. Enjoy. Here we are for episode three of the Relax and Recline podcast. I'm your host here, Matt Kelly, and I've got Meredith Merchant with me, and she is the assistant director of facilities and recreation at WPI, aka Boss Lady. So go into to why Boss Lady? What's, what's behind that?
1: Um boss lady was something that about eight years ago my students at the recreation center came up with I think it's to the fact of it's not even really to understand me as a boss but more like their mom away from mom or away from guardians so I think it's just a thing that they understand that I'm the mom of the rec center or to help them through their years of college and it just stuck and I'm surprised even after eight years the students still call me that and I think on campus they know me more as that than even uh, Meredith so it's kind of funny. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> they can't yeah. beat that then. that's probably why you're the boss. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: uh, go, go ahead I didn't know if you had more to say there but no I'm good. Okay uh, leading me into my first question is I mean I had to have the chat open here so I could exactly read your title but what goes into being an assistant director of facilities and recreation?
1: Yeah. So the neat thing about my job on the daily basis is that it's never the same every day. So I'll lead in going that way. Um, I, the basis of it, I would say, is if you think of it as a whole, is the operations of facilities indoor and outdoor for athletics. So that's the basketball arena, the sports and recreation center, and then the outdoor fields. And with that going into it, now you're going to go deeper, like almost an umbrella kind of Thought process. So, operations wise with facilities and maintenance, if an elevator goes down, that's me. Or if the basketball courts need to be resurfaced, that's also me. The fields need to be maintenance, that's me. And let's see, you as a football coach, there's a lot going into just the field to break it down. So, your electrical receptacles, your scoreboard, um, is the press box itself all set up? Is all of your equipment that you need for game day all set up? Is the concession stand clean? Like that goes underneath myself. Um, with that also being said, the student staff and my part-time staff, I have about close to 75 student staff and that's just in the recreation center that I oversee and train and they go on to their customer service ways, cleaning the fitness equipment, um, making sure people are all set, accident incident reports, memberships, guest passes, uh, part-time staff, you know, mentoring and training them into being better leaders and what they're doing and overseeing. And then student supervisors as well. Um, On top of that, then there's the events on campus. So I'm a big service provider for that. Having them really be understanding to what our needs are every day and how our building runs to help them make sure an event is successful. So that could be down to, well, that door is locked or you're not gonna have enough room for this. I recommend this vice versa um that's just a taste of okay
0: so it that sounds all? like kind of wear many hats i guess you'd say
1: yeah you could say that
0: so then so. with doing all of those things how would many uh i guess you'd say students not just student athletes obviously but students you'd probably interact with or impact on campus um
1: i'm not to sound conceited, but all of them.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> if you think about it, because I impact people as their mentor, as my employees, then I impact people in club sports and athletics. Mm-hmm. Then even on campus, because we provide them a service that they have almost 365 days a year. Um, when we are shut down for storms, we are open, so they have a place to go. Um, so in my head, we are always impacting them and that's where I think having that option and being the face of the recreation center I even get asked for an example like Greek week to partake in judging or partake in things outside of the rec center because I think they feel so comfortable with who we are and what we do here and how much we help them so
0: okay and now how to was this like your plan your high school student or a college student like this is what I want to do I want to run a facility (laughs) no
1: not at all I was I was a all American softball college player. Okay. College player. So I was that naive young student that Oh they calm down. Like,
0: is that like a little humble brag there? All American, right? We'll just no, kind of that slide but my through.
1: point is I put that there purposely because when you are so engulfed into your sport you forget that there's another world that exists sometimes. Okay. When you're younger, you just that's all you focus on. It's like being five years old and you're like, I want to be Michael Jordan. It's like that same thought process that's what I was in. Um, so if people asked me what I wanted to do or even what I wanted to major in, I was like, I don't need to major in anything, I am going to be a softball player for the rest of my life. So I went to the junior college of Rhode Island to start. On a full ride again playing softball and then also volleyball and my major for an example was general studies i didn't mm-hmm. care because i was going off um, i got injured at the end of it at the end of my time there and i lost my scholarship to other universities that i was transferring out to so then it was time for me to have to figure it out so i love sports let's go into physical education but then It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because as I'm in my physical education career and undergrad, I got into sports medicine and athletic training. And I realized I needed more of like a challenge in my life at that point. So I was really, you know, becoming something in my mind and challenging myself well. And then even when I went on to my senior year and I went to Eastern Connecticut State, I wanted even more of a challenge, so I went for exercise physiology at Springfield College, Mm -hmm. thinking I was going to go in a clinical background. Um, I'm way too bubbly of a person to be (laughs) in a hospital setting, and I realized that really hard um, when I was in my master's, but also, like any student, you want a job. So the rec center was opening up at Springfield College, and I literally just slid into this career completely. Took off like wildfire from there, was able to get a GA, a graduate assistantship, and just fell in love with it. And I haven't looked back since. And then from Springfield, I applied to WPI on a whim because I was young but was very good at what I did. And we were opening up the new rec center, but I was like, let's just take a hit and just see if it works. And they were wild enough to hire me. (laughs) And here I am. (laughs)
0: So and then as the story goes, now boss lady. Now boss lady, <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting story. And I didn't even prep you on that question too, so, so my okay. bad for putting you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> a good um, but good, um, I going forward too, um, so we say you impact back students, what What else do you do? I know you do more than just what you do at WPI. What other kind of um, other hats, I guess, yeah. you do you wear?
1: Um, actually a college professor. So of course I'm such a nerd within my own profession. I teach <laughs> intro to sport management and sport facility management. Um, it's a lot of fun because everything that I do every day I'm able to put into a classroom and teach students and they're very interested in that to the point where I've even had some that I had a marketing degree that just wanted to have a class and then by the time he was done with both my classes and a year's time he was trying to find what I could teach so he could have me as a professor and then wants to now go into sport management so to have those okay enriching experiences and there's been a couple of them like okay I'm doing something right or showing them that there is something that they could love and do that maybe they didn't know before so that's a lot of fun and then I, I was um, I'm a huge role in our national association which is NERSA National Intramural National Intramural Recreational Sports Association. Okay. Yes,
0: and um, thank you for spelling it out because I was going to ask you to do that for me because yeah, I have no so, idea what that means. Mean. Just for
1: a second. Um, I was the state director of Massachusetts. So I worked with a lot of students on that end and I still do. Um, just overseeing, making sure there's programs, what others are doing, supporting them in any way I'm able. And then right now I serve on the NERSA National um, Appointments and Nominations Committee, which is a group about eight of us that they have hand chosen throughout the country and we're able to go through applications and choose who is up for president elect or other positions. So, it's oh, wow. really so when it's
0: like president elect is that like students or um, or adults? That's like colleagues
1: like actual president of the national association for oh, one wow. year which would be anyone that would apply that is a colleague but we also have the national student rep which we mm-hmm. also go into as well so um, I try to make sure that even if they're WP PI where I currently work or anywhere else that students have a voice and or have someone to go to to hopefully have that voice so it's pretty fun and pretty awesome so
0: cool um, what about personal life in general I know there's there's some ribbons hanging in the back over there what, what are those for
1: uh, those are from the national conferences.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> My bad.
1: You get your slew of like what you're part of. So I gotcha. Your lanyards
0: stuff. and like your your title and and what you have yeah, access to. They're and, quite, yeah, they're they're here. Here's one example.
1: Let's see here. This was our national conference in Boston when I was state director. So as you can see. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot of ribbons at the bottom yeah. of that. There's a lot of things there. <laughs> okay. I, I was getting towards, because I know you a little bit, I was getting towards the running side of things, mm-hmm. um, but but what do you want to talk about with your running background, too?
1: So, that's a great question. Um, I'm a charity marathoner. Um, a lot of people always ask, how did that happen? We, um, in our department, had multiple people test positive for breast cancer, and I had to go through it and me being the giver that I am I was like trying to find ways of like how I could help or just try to make a difference and running was something that I fell into after a few personal hurdles I had of myself and it was doing well and I was like you know what I know I can do this and I know I can make a difference at the same time so in 2017 I started to apply for the Dana Farber Falmouth Road Race which is a 7 mile road race in Cape Cod and then realized they had the Boston Marathon Road Race so um a team for that so i applied for that and i actually got in um and that's where that all started so went on from there and then um i had a dear friend lose his father from a heart attack and of course that's also how you know i think people grieve right it's like mm-hmm. how you work through that and um then i ran chicago marathon last year for american heart association okay
0: so so how many marathons have you run
1: two boston and chicago
0: okay and what was the Um, weather like for those
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i ran 2018 in boston which was the worst weather in marathon history um yeah so it was really rough i'm sure you're gonna ask how rough was that next (laughs) um it's really interesting because when you do these you do not prepare like you can't prepare for weather the only way you can prepare is Oh, it's snowing. Let me prepare and go out for a run in the snow in case something is to happen. So that's what we did all winter long. So as they were articulating during that race and before it, new Englanders had the advantage because we had a tough, um, winter training time, kind of thing, yeah. Right. So, we were out in the thick of it, like sub zero temperatures running. If you were running outside,
0: well, time out for a second. So, me as a, I'm starting to run more as a, as a way to get in shape and be outside and do things like that. Um, but if it, it's cold or rainy, I go, Yeah, no thanks. So, like, what do you do to counteract the, the cold and the rain?
1: Um, it's just really based upon just being smart and what you're wearing as well as what you're fueling your body. So With me, per se, I always wear, like, a moisture wick if we're in those kind of temperatures, like, long sleeve. And one of our older athletic trainers who was working Boston Marathon that morning, the best advice I've ever had, and I still take with me even after that day, just always focus on keeping your head and your hands warm. And it's true. Like, it could be zero temperature, and you could be in shorts and you know, your long sleeve, but if your hands and your head are warm, the rest of your body re- regulates very well. Right. What about
0: like that? your feet? That's just a, a thought for me. I'd always be afraid of like, getting you know, like, frostbite I or something. Like I was
1: in a lake the whole entire time. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. It really doesn't okay. matter. So, but, um, when it hit, when I hit mile 17, my friends were not there to hand off my next set of gloves and I started getting cold and that's, it it was interesting to see. So what's with the friends?
0: They gotta be sitting there ready for you.
1: Um, No, so (laughs) it was such a bad thing. I felt so bad. Um, I was not nice at that point. I hit my all time bottom and I needed my replenishment of my electrolytes. Okay. And I'm screaming in the middle of the road, like where the, mm, are you? Okay. Uh, the T station was backed up. They had no control. Oh,
0: they couldn't get there. I gotcha. And
1: they were there early. So they met up somewhere else. But we had a friend that was closer that was able to meet me okay. um, to just hand off his gloves to me. So
0: and I appreciate you bleeping yourself because I don't know if I could have figured that out. So yeah, I don't that. worry. I got it, so. <laughs> OK, so real quick, uh, just in case I I do know, but how many miles of the marathon are you?
1: 26.2.
0: Like consecutive, right? Not like take breaks. <laughs> Okay. well good for you so two marathons and you do some other road races and, and, and things along the marathon yeah. line but aren't as
1: long typically. no so which are fun like i said the um falmouth road race which is seven miles do a lot of 5ks um i love trail running they did a um, north Face endurance challenge which is like a 5k of Wachusett mountain they even have an actual marathon oh. crazy but it's a lot of fun so it's just something different engaging the mind in a different way awesome
0: so now I I keep saying awesome or okay and I I can see it on the the back behind you there you have a sign that says be awesome today so what would yeah I can see it and I honestly love it but what would you say to to me or anybody listening for well it'll be out tomorrow but anybody listening how would you give them an example to be awesome today
1: you know it's so funny because I think people when you say be awesome today they try to think of something different than what they actually are in order to be awesome when my one motto in life and I always say it, and it's known all over, it's even on my car keys, is like change the world. And what I mean by that is that people just need to maybe be kind to themselves and give them a kind reminder that their qualities and creativity that they already have enriches the world, makes an impact on the world, and is already awesome. But it's just a kind reminder to maybe embed that out of your own self. So if I had anything to say to anyone, it's just be yourself, have fun, Be awesome, as we say, and just realize how much you have that you are already making an impact and stop trying to find something that you're not because what you are already is already there. So
0: I I like that. So for me, I, I changed everything into what I'm thinking, obviously. So my bad. But at the same time, I think of it as like, be the best version of you that you can possibly be. And that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. And people will follow and people love you for a reason. It's not because they think you are what you're not, you know, so.
0: Now, as we're in the, the pandemic world, what uh, what have you been up to to keep yourself busy or is it, I mean, I know we've been working remotely, but has that been a, a process too that, that's that been too busy for you?
1: Um, Yeah, that's very busy. I'll be honest, but you know, it's like you're speaking on that, but everyone is in the same boat in some kind of capacity, right? So yeah, Zoom fatigue is a thing. Uh, you're exhausted and don't want to even look at your phone at the end of the day. But I think it's exciting at the, at the same time because we are getting ready for open and for the fall academic semester we're very minimal of one of those colleges that are so to see your hard work move forward is awesome um running of course keeps you sane Yeah. myself and I love gardening so my yard is probably the best it's ever looked in my life Okay.
0: <laughs> so, so what what do awesome. you got oh I'm sorry I'm cutting you off but what do you what do you plant or right is that the right word plant and yeah not garden.
1: I have habaneros I have let's see here we have tomatoes this year I and then a lot of flowers so like hibiscus flowers um I have lilies I have tiger lilies irises yeah.
0: and then that, is that just to make the yard look nice or do you end up taking them inside and like making them decorative or
1: uh great question so they all will go but they'll come back next year except for my two hibiscus plants they definitely need to come they're in pods so they need to come okay. inside um once it right. gets colder so
0: and then obviously the vegetables you use, I'm assuming.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're making a mango habanero salsa. My neighbor and I like this coming week because I have literally over 30 habaneros. So if you want any, let me know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I, I don't mind to throw my way. But, yeah. Now, do you mix it up or is it always the same vegetables that you plant or flowers as well?
1: Um, it all depends. so it's more of like last year, tomatoes didn't grow well. So this year I was like, let's take a stab because it's drier. A lot of people are having problems with their peppers, and I, for some reason, I was just like, I'm just gonna try with pepper this year. But I have no issues. So, but they say it's too dry, and I'm like, I water them three times a day. Maybe that's why.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it has been like a almost like droughtish. Like I know, like, like a lot of grass is like burnt most places. Yes,
1: yes. Um, but I always my staples every year are rosemary. I love cooking with rosemary, and also, um, what else? Basil so for herbs wise but just whatever i'm feeling that year is what i go with so interesting
0: all right i'm not a gardener at all but i know my my parents have a nice big garden set up where they have like a a map of exactly what's on like each like (laughs) panel and and they go nuts with it and it's just been i mean they've only lived in their new house now for four years but it's been something that they've done since they moved in there as the previous owners had done a lot with that kind of stuff but it's always interesting to me just I have no idea what's going on I just turn the sprinkler for them if I'm watching their house but
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly it is relaxing because it's just you can connect with just yourself and the art itself and not something technology wise right you mm-hmm. and you can see a improvement on things and things grow and yeah it's just nice
0: and I know for me like with all the zoom fatigue that we talk about like I use running or walking or doing a workout outside it's just a way to like reset my eyes (laughs) and not be looking at a screen the whole time and see the sun and know that Uh, it exists
1: (laughs) absolutely i think especially in this time people need to make sure like you know to have your time and that what if it's that or anything just make sure you do because it'll catch up with you eventually
0: (laughs) and you might have been too busy but what about any like netflix shows or, or any shows on tv that you got into
1: well, I'm obsessed with HGTV, so okay. <laughs> improvement. So was at Hometown and then, like, Good Bones are two of them that I just watch religiously all the time if I have the TV on. But it's also mindless, so it's like, you know, you get to see these neat houses being completely transformed mm-hmm. um, and then just relaxing. But besides that, nothing too, too crazy. Well,
0: well, then I'll ask the – I asked Shaden. Apparently I asked the wrong person what what is the what do you think about the um corduroy lazy boy chair here? what do you think
1: love it so.
0: <laughs> does that match like anything in nineteen whatever or the in is it okay in two thousand twenty to have that
1: i think it is i don't think it i don't think there's anything that's not okay I think it's based upon what you feel is right what makes you comfortable so okay
0: all right well it, it's sure comfy otherwise I wouldn't be sitting in it but right. <laughs> um well good as we start to wrap things up here and i think this has been awesome and and taking some some turns that i I really liked to be honest with you but um do you have a question you want to put me on the spot with because i've started to do that with, with this series
1: interesting so how have you been handling this time and what are things that you have been doing to keep yourself steady especially with all the transitions you're having with what you currently do on a daily basis
0: um, so I got very big into stoicism um, throughout this time. So I read a lot of uh, books by Ryan Holiday. I actually do. Uh, he does a, 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 a journal. It has like a, a daily kind of thing where it has like a little, um, wow, I can't think of what it is, but a little quote that he would kind of explain. I got into kind of reading that either every morning or every night. Um, and the thing that kind of hit me with, with that is the, one of the things he talked about and I truly believed in is having a, a theory of kind of a, a practice instead of a routine. So like a yep. routine is like something you do at every day at a certain time. So if that routine is then messed up, which obviously during this time it would be because you're not doing the same yeah. things at the same time or at the same place, you're all kind of like, your mind is all over the place and don't know what to do and you can't control things and whatnot. But if it's a, a practice, so like for me, it's, it's, it's working out, but I don't have to work out at 8 a.m. or 9 Like there's, get a workout in throughout the day. So as I started to kind of move towards that, I still accomplished anything I needed to do just a different time. And I felt so much better where those first couple of weeks or days, at least, I was all over the place. (laughs) And it was like more of like, I was being too productive, because I would just, I mean, computer, you can move anywhere. I was working as soon as I woke up until I went to sleep thinking that like, that's what I needed to do. Um, And then the the bigger part of it for for us to be productive was staying with the kids. I know it's different when you're used to them just coming into your office, but from the springtime, and we're out there practicing and meeting and lifting, but to just be with them. And it's not, sometimes it's, I mean, it's on a screen or texting them or calling them, but to just be there for them. Because I know as you interact with a lot of students, there's, mm-hmm. there's certain things that they were feeling too during that time that they needed to not necessarily get out, but just know that someone was there for them.
1: Right, well, I think us in a professional manner, you know like the students feel like we have the answers, right? And then in this unprecedented time, we don't have the answers. So to try to maneuver yourself on top of, what they need as well i'm sure was a hurdle
0: so yeah and there's a lot of things that i'm not going to get into too much detail because i'll just keep talking that's not what this is about right. but, um, exactly. but there's a lot of other things that i was doing within that time too to make sure that we were being ready for whatever would be next and obviously i'm still wow. doing that now um, Absolutely. So that's, that's, awesome yeah um and now that leads me to one thing i didn't ask and i apologize is it's not just you who runs the facilities there so how is your the team i shouldn't say your team but the team been staying together and doing everything
1: yes um well i think with any that's a great question and thank you for asking that one um we're okay i think if anything during this time there's three of us it has brought us even closer than what we were before together knowing like we're in it together we're going through the same motions together um subconsciously we have our rotational freak out days so that's really good so someone can be strong someone can be weak But I think it got to the point where it's, like, it's okay for us to be able to vent those notions, not just to talk about the bad, but also the good, like, being able to celebrate those times with each other being like, yeah, here we are, and it could be as small as figuring out a workout zone, okay? So, I was just, like, taking it every single day with a grain of salt and just being positive with one another and keeping each other going, we've really have grown tremendously with each other. So um, I think even more respect for each other, not that there wasn't there before, but mm-hmm. you'd be shocked at how much more you do have um, after a time like this. So.
0: Cause that's one thing too, like it's, it's not the same type of interaction, but it's different. You learn some different things about people that you didn't even know yeah. that you work with for however long.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even maybe those things that you do learn would help you when this, if this one day calms down, to be able to handle different situations even better you know
0: so yeah and that's i mean we're all hoping for whatever normal will be like when we get back to it but (laughs) who knows what'll happen
1: our new normal that's the best way to put it so Mm
0: -hmm. well again i appreciate you sitting down here and being the the awesome boss lady that you are and and answering my questions and Mm -hmm. and hope uh hope everybody listens to this and enjoys it and hope you as we're getting ready for students to come back to campus hope you're you're ready um, and hope everybody obviously stays healthy as we embark on something that not every school is even trying
1: yeah absolutely well thank you for having me
0: no problem Mm Thanks again for listening to episode three. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you've enjoyed all the stories so far. Uh, Continue to listen to to this podcast, however you listen. Um, I know I I always plug Spotify, but it is available on six other platforms. It is on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overpause, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, um, and of course, Anchor as well. Uh, If you wanna make sure you you listen to those, whatever way you listen, keep it up. Um, And be sure to, to tell your friends as well.